book of Acts, the first chapter, verses 15 to 17, 21 through 26. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers. Together, the crowd numbered about 120 persons and said, Friends, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit through David foretold concerning Judas, who became a guide for those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this minority. So one of the men who have accompanied us during the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us to his resurrection. So they proposed two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed and said, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleships from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. The word of God for the people of God. Lord, we are grateful that you are in our decisions, that we can listen and hear the direction clearly where you would have us go and what you would have us do. I thank you for faithful people, for those who follow you despite hardship and even pain for those who give themselves fully to your love and to your mercy. Bless us in the hearing of your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I was going to wait till church council tonight to bring this up, but I've made a decision that I need to, to let you hear. I have decided that we will be opening a KFC here at Aldersgate. <laughs> now, don't laugh. I have thought about this. I have certainly prayed over this. And it just makes sense. It is an international franchise well known throughout the world. It feeds millions of people every single day. They are completely dedicated to their purpose, and they have the best leadership program of any organization. And with all the people coming to our KFC, there would never be another financial need in this church. Wayne might even be able to finally purchase that satellite that he wants to put in orbit for Aldersgate. And all we have to do to make this happen is get a KFC here at the church. KFC, a kingdom-focused church.
It's what we want, isn't it? A church completely dedicated to making disciples of Jesus Christ, focused on hearing the Holy Spirit and obeying God's will for us. It is what we want, isn't it? And here the Bible reveals two ingredients essential to the kingdom-focused church, prayer and fellowship. Now, in one way, these verses are a bit strange. What the disciples are doing here seems just this far away from gambling. In fact, when the Roman soldiers at the foot of the cross were deciding who should get what Jesus owned, they cast lots. They rolled dice. It was a very common practice. But in Jesus' day and throughout the Old Testament, the casting of lots was an acceptable way for discerning God's will. That's not what the Roman soldiers were trying to do. But that is certainly the heart and the intent of the 11 remaining apostles. It gave room for God to make clear heaven's choice. In this case, Matthias. Of course, after the Holy Spirit comes to guide us, we never hear of the Christians casting lots again. We have the Holy Spirit. We have no need for casting lots. But maybe the message of gambling isn't so far off the mark either. Some of you might remember the Korean conflict. Perhaps you remember a place called Heartbreak Ridge. It is a mountain range dividing North and South Korea, and it figured prominently in many battles. Billy Kim, who is a South Korean pastor, tells a story about a battle that took place one night on this ridge. The North Koreans seemed perfectly poised to control the fighting and to keep the Americans at bay. An American soldier inching his way to the North Korean lines was shot and badly injured. He screamed for help, but none of his fellow soldiers could get to him safely. Both sides knew that anyone who ventured near would be easy pickings for the North Korean army. One young American soldier deep inside a foxhole kept lifting his wrist out of the foxhole to get some light whenever the explosions of the flares occurred all around him. Well, all of a sudden, he leaped from the foxhole into the open area to his wounded friend 
he grabbed him and pulled him out of danger and into his foxhole, completely unharmed. Not long after, a sergeant found his way into the foxhole and demanded an explanation for the soldier's risky actions. The soldier explained that he had just been waiting and checking his watch until he knew it was nine in the morning in Kansas. His home was in Kansas, and his mother had promised that she would pray for him every day at nine in the morning. When he knew for sure that it was 9 a.m. in Kansas, then he knew for sure he would be safe going to rescue his buddy. He was gambling on his mother's prayers. She was gambling on the providential care of God. Both were taking enormous risks. But the greatest gambler is God. Gambling that by our Lord's death, you and I would come to know salvation. Gambling by giving us free will to accept or deny that great love that sent Jesus into the world in the first place. Gambling by trusting the good news to us. Trusting us to learn it trusting us to believe it, trusting us to share it. When was the last time you proclaimed good news? It is the Great Commission. Trusting us to be a kingdom-focused church. Are we that? Where do we need to do work? Where we, could we use some growth? Is our trust big enough so it would be no gamble at all? And now they were gambling on Matthias. Fortunately, we all know the wonderful works that Matthias performed walking on water, healing the sick, raising the dead like Paul did. His name, Matthias, is practically a household name in Christian homes today, right? Hmm, maybe not. Before the casting of lots, Matthias' name isn't mentioned in the scriptures. And after these four verses, Matthias is never heard from again. He didn't write any letters. He preached no sermon considered good enough to be recorded. Matthias just comes and Matthias just goes. He just fades away unseen and unheard from again. Did God get it wrong? 
Did the church get it wrong? I mean, they prayed for 10 days. For 10 days, they prayed. And for 10 minutes, they preached. We often turn that around, don't we? We, don't, we barely pray for 10 minutes. But we preach for 10 hours. Or sometimes it might seem like that way to you. Did God ignore them after 10 days of prayer? Did God refuse to intervene and act for the good of the body of Christ after 10 days of prayer? Or is the message for us still true and still the same, that all of us have the potential to be a KFC, a kingdom-focused Christian, a church focused on God, whether we become famous for it or not. It's a theme we see in Luke's book, repeated and very consistent. God's will will be done. Peter taken prisoner? No problem, I'll just send an angel to free him. Paul and Silas in prison? Again, no problem. That's just a little earthquake waiting to, be, to happen. Paul shipwrecked? No sweat. I'll arrange for him to land on the Isle of Malta. The natives there will take care of him. Throughout Luke's gospel, the hand of God is everywhere, working and moving. The biggest of the biggest of problems that you and I have, God calls no problem at all. Such is our hope when we are kingdom-focused Christians living for God through our kingdom-focused church. Whether we get recognized or are as famous as Matthias. Amen.